Welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the Void. Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 238. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. We lose right. track every once in a while. 238. So 238 fucking episodes. And this week we're going to be talking about Cabin Fever 1 and Cabin Fever 2. Spring Fever. Yeah. Cabin Fever came out in 2002. It was a pretty big success. It changed the industry a little bit because we were going in a certain direction with all these different types of movies. And I'll rant about that a little bit later. But Cabin Fever 2 got held up for a long while and it didn't come out till... 2009? Yeah. So we're going to be talking about both those movies today. There are other movies. There's a remake and then there's a part three, which we actually watched. And I didn't feel like reviewing it, so... I didn't want to make this episode a two-hour episode of stuff I didn't want to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Especially with the remake in part three. Uh, Although there is some kind of redeeming things in part three, but overall the experience is below average. Mm -hmm. So how are you doing, Christina? What's going on with you? I'm exhausted. I've been working a lot. Yeah. I haven't had a day off. My mind hurts. Well, except for Thursday and Friday. No, I worked on Thursday and Friday. (laughs) My mind hurts. But we did watch The Conjuring and you did a review video of it. I haven't done anything this week because I've been sick. Yep. My face hurts like someone punched me in the jaw. It's pretty much just like a, I don't know, probably a fucked up tooth or something like that, that I refuse to get fucking, you know, pay $15,000 for, you know. Or your girlfriend hit you because you deserve it. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Yeah, that sounds about right. Can you really laugh? I'm not laughing because it's real. You can laugh if you want to. I am. It's hilarious. You can leave your love behind. Just kidding. So yeah, uh, I was really sick actually. But there was a day that I got really fucking sick. Not only was my face hurting for the past couple of days, I was really frustrated with that because it was just nonstop pain. And so I was taking a lot of medicine and stuff, and we're not even sure what the fuck happened, actually. But I know that my stomach's been kind of upset since I got the shot a little bit. Remember? That was a long time ago. Well, yeah, but I mean, I could have had an ulcer or something like that. That wasn't... No, 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 no. Since my last shot. I'm not saying it's the shot's fault. Oh, I I'm just using it as a point of reference. Okay, you anti-vaxxing piece of shit. <laughs> Anyway, I am not. No, that no, I'm not. I'm just kidding, guys. All right, I don't really give a shit. If you want to fucking die and kill everybody else, fuck you. 
<laughs> anyway, I got sick in the stomach around that time and it was really painful. And I was like, it was like two or three days of that. And then all of a sudden, you know, a month or so goes by, a couple months go by. And then I started getting this pain in my stomach, like, uh, from taking the medicine. And then uh, another day I had my face hurting. It was just a couple of days later and I took like too many, I think I took too much, uh, pain meds. Ibuprofen. Yeah. Cause I took like four ibuprofen and like four Aleve. It was that much pain. And like, she was like, oh yeah, it'll be fine. And then she, I was like no. sitting back here. I don't remember what I was doing. I think, oh, I was playing that new Chivalry 2 game for a little bit. And she had made some fucking amazing salmon and some Brussels sprouts. And I was like, oh my God, this is delicious. And I started eating it and I started getting really hot and sweaty. And then all of a sudden my stomach started hurting. And then I was like doubled over in pain. I like, I don't think you heard me. <laughs> But I, like, shouted out for you. I was like, Christina! I didn't hear you. <laughs> like, I fell down and I was, like, bleeding down the wall or something. <laughs> like, help me! And I went in the bathroom and I just, uh in the state of pain for, like, literally an hour and a half. And I was just like, I actually prayed. <laughs> I was in so much fucking pain. I actually prayed. And he didn't do shit. Did your, pain, did your pain go away? No, I had to throw up. I prayed to the porcelain <laughs> god, and that's when my pain went away. You so. need to start worshiping the toilet. The toilet, yeah. Well, I, hope, I used to do that a lot when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> or just wherever I was at the time, I'd pray to that where that pile of puke went. But uh, yeah, no, I threw up and uh, feel a lot better now. And I hope you're enjoying your lunch, if you're enjoying your lunch right now. <laughs> Also, just as a reminder, we got Patrick coming in next week for the next two weeks, actually, to do movies with me. He has chosen some movies we may not be able to watch because one of them is like hard to find. And uh, so we're trying to find like copies online somewhere. I don't want to say which one it is yet because he'll talk about that when we next week. Yeah, maybe. Well, it won't be next week because I he was like, oh, let me, I'll, I'll track it down. Just give me a day or two, and I was like, yeah, no. How about no? <laughs> I've known you for a long time, Patrick. I love you, but. <laughs> I was like, why don't we just hold it off for the next week? So next week, we're going to be watching some movies. I think we're watching Cthulhu Mansion and Don't Panic. So both of those you can find, I think, on YouTube. Oh, okay. Um, surprised they're still up, actually. I'm not, I'm not going to watch them. <laughs> yeah, she's going to be taking care of her sister. I got family stuff. She said, fuck you to all of you. She, she told me to say that. I got shit that. to do. I got shit to do. I got shit to do. And she doesn't care about you guys. Nope. <laughs> Why, why don't she care anymore, Christina? What? I'm just joking around. <laughs> why are you going to be a good sister, huh? Are you the only sister? Is that that? What? Is that... No, there's like 10 of us. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Pretty much, it seems like. <laughs> Shouldn't you be taking shifts? We are. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just trying to get you talking, Jesus. Oh, well, I don't want to talk about my family's personal, you know, stuff. Well, let's talk about what she's going through and everything that she's... <laughs> no, she's being a good sister, so... We love you guys, so. But uh, I think it might be that time. Are you sure? Yes. Okay, what time is it? Horse shots! All right, guys. So this week we are going to be doing a shot based around, since Cabin Fever 1 and 2, might as well just do it around the first one. So we're calling this one a Dr. Mambo. So if you've seen the movie, you know yeah. what that's in reference to. Which hopefully. is Eli Ross' little appearance where he comes by the fire with his bag of pot. 
And he's like talking about his dog or whatever. He's like, come on, Dr. Mambo. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. Uh, but anyway, uh, I got some information about other parts he was supposed to play in this movie, by the way, oh my that God. he didn't do. So Good. I guess th- this is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, probably more out of necessity because. He was the director? <laughs> well, more because it was not an expensive film. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, what is in a Dr. Mambo? Well, a Dr. Mambo has. You made it, so why don't you go ahead and tell <laughs> yeah, me what's hold in it? Hold on, I had to think. Chocolate milk. Okay, what part? How much? A third. A third of chocolate milk. Okay, <laughs> we got this out of her one. Bailey's. Bailey's, third. another third. Cream, then, cream de meth. Creme de meth. Creme de, I can't ever say that. I'm always like cream de meth. Cream de meth. <laughs> you just put it in your pipe and smoke it up, guys. So there's actually... Oh, Dr. Mambo! <laughs> So there's actually a cocktail that's called a cabin fever. Right. And that's with hot chocolate, but we didn't, I didn't want to do a hot chocolate because it's fucking summer. Well, don't they kill the dog in this movie? So we just call it cold chocolate milk because a cold dead dog. Sure. There you go. Dr. Mambo. (laughs) Anyway. I just like saying it like that. <laughs> Nobody talks like that anymore, by the way. That's no, how you don't. know how old Eli Roth is because right. he's doing the fucking surfer accent. From like the 80s. From the 80s, which nobody knows anymore. Right. <laughs> and he's doing it in the 2000s. Well, it's like with the hippie language, too. I mean, nobody does that anymore, you know? Well, I guess so. But I mean, like, there are people that do talk like that, I guess, still, but. They're old. It's not as a <laughs> popular talk. of a thing as it was as the California surfer guys, mm-hmm. you know, Right. which got broken in the movie. What was it? Point Break? They didn't talk like that in there. <laughs> yeah, they did. Didn't they? I don't think so. Are you talking about the remake? They were like, whoa, maybe that's why they got fucking Keanu Reeves to fill in. By yeah, the way. because he, yeah, because they thought he was going to talk like, like an like idiot. <laughs> he was going to talk like Ted. Oh, he's perfect for this. And he was like, no, guys, I'm going to play this straight. <laughs> Anyways, enough about that shit. Uh, here we go. Okay. We made the shot. Christina, you ready? Yeah. Ooh, it's delicious. Hey, that was pretty good. It's really good. Yeah, that was real. Oh, it came up. It came up. You did it? <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah, well, I figured it would taste pretty decent. It's it's a lot of chocolate milk, so. Yeah. She actually went to the store and freshly squoze the chocolate milk yep, from, from the, a chocolate cow. Yep. <laughs> the chocolate teat. The chocolate teat. <laughs> it's like like they dip the teats in the... In <laughs> the chocolate coated <laughs> teats. <laughs> anyway. Ew. <laughs> Ew. It's got like hair and shit it's in it. It's gross. Stop. Anyway, if you guys would like to try a... Dr. Mambo, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys. So it's time for us to jump into our flesh and potatoes of Cabin Fever from 2002 and Cabin Fever 2, Spring Fever from 2009. Right now. Christina did the work on Cabin Fever. Fever 2002. 
<laughs> Booyah. What you, what you got, girl? Five college graduates rent a cabin in the woods and begin to fall victim to a horrifying flesh-eating virus. Wit, stop! <laughs> Why does that stop. noise make it's you... because it's disgusting. You get, like, mictophilia or whatever the fuck it Which is. Which attracts the unwanted attention of the homicidal locals. Okay? You mad, bro? Tagline. Terror in the flesh. Lame. Written and directed by Eli Roth. Mm. You know him. He did Hostel. He also did one of my favorite movies, Hostel 2. Mm. I love that movie. And A House with a Clock and Loot's Walls. Yep. And Green Inferno. Yeah. Which is one of the funniest, so bad as good movies. I don't, I never saw that. We need to watch it because you'll laugh. It's, yeah. it's, to me, some people like really get, like, they're like, oh my God, it's so tragic. Uh huh. And some people take it seriously. And then some people think it's a joke. Uh-huh. And then there's like me who's kind of like, just, I think it's a joke. <laughs> there's a dude that gets speared in the head like he's got a butter head or something oh my gosh it's stupid i don't know i'm sorry i love you guys also a writer on this film was randy perlstein and he only did you know kevin fevers yeah he did the remake and the screenplay for the second one. Oh, okay story jordan ladd who plays karen uh she was in death proof stage fright from 2017 waiting and more recently, she was in Satanic Panic and that Voices movie. Ryder Strong, who plays Paul, you might recognize him from Boy Meets World. Yep. Yep. Uh, he was also in Borderland and Pulse 3 from 2008. Also starring James DeBello, who plays Bert. He was in Detroit Rock City, Scary Movie 2, Ghouls, and Random Acts of Violence. Serena Vincent, who plays Marcy, she was in Tales from Halloween, Toxic, a Return to the House on Haunted Hill, and It Waits. And another, not another teen movie. Oh, well, she was? Isn't that the same girl? Uh, I didn't see it on there at all. Yes, not another teen movie. <laughs> Ariola, she was the naked chick. Oh, sorry. Uh, Joey Kern, who plays Jeff, he was in Blood Sucking Bastards, The Sasquatch Gang, and Super Tro- Troopers. Joey Kern's fucking great in that show, in that movie, by the way. Super Troopers? No, no, no. Um, Blood Sucking Bastards? Blood Sucking Bastards. Dude, he's uh-huh. great in that movie. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, that's where he's from. I, I was like, I knew where it was, but now that you say it, I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, budget on this movie was $1.5 million. 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 And what did you think, Alex? Yeah, and it made, what, 30, $30.6 million all said and done at the box it's office. really good. It's really good. Uh, so this is a movie that I really enjoyed back in the day that I thought was really different from the brood of stuff that we were getting. This, I think now watching it again for however many times it's been since it's been a long time this last time, but it's pretty fun movie that really does push some of the boundaries on gross out horror. Is it the best of the gross out horror? Probably not. But for the mainstream, let's just say it pushed the boundaries for a lot of people, I would say. But it does get you sometimes with where it goes with that sort of gross-out factor. Not as gore-filled as I remembered, you know? I expected it to be far worse. Mm -hmm. But it still packs somewhat of a comedic yet somewhat serious punch for its time. It was, like I said, very, very popular for the horror fans because we had been pushed, like, scream remake type movies all over the place for a long time and this one had a lot of hype around it by a lot of big 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 names years later it feels a little tame in comparison though i would say you know right 
I still laughed at some of its, you know, stupid, tasteless jokes and situations. The deputy in this movie is always sort of fun in the movies because he's kind of an idiot. Uh, the overachieving dickhead friend who's out for himself sometimes has a few moments that kind of crack me up, specifically when he gets into self-preservation mode, <laughs> when he's panicking and freaking out like, fuck that. Right. Like, I love that because that's the real situation right there where you're kind of like, oh, thank God he's a dickhead. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for a guy you don't really like, he's he's kind of a way ahead of the curve when it comes to trying to protect himself from these, uh, you know, mm-hmm. flesh eating bacteria. Mm-hmm. It also has quite a few uh, little trails and clues while you watch the movie as to where the, you know, it affects the different people different ways. Uh, not as, you know, like deep or good as like some other movies that I could probably name. It does okay in that mindset that, you know, you could be susceptible. But somehow after what we went through this last year, it kind of. It seems really tame. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, because of how everything we, we touched, we were like, oh, God, we got to wipe it down. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Don't breathe. Don't breathe near anyone. Right. So it's like, you know, and I understand that movie wasn't made around this time. So there's no, they can't fault it for that. I'm just saying as a point, I think it becomes tame because of that. It's now. weird watching movies like this nowadays right because if we never went through the the whole thing the pandemic yeah then we probably would be like oh this is great right you know so it's just something to kind of point out i mean and and you really it's like you really think about like how much they didn't understand in this movie with such a hyper aggro fucking flesh-eating bacteria like that's way worse than what we had to deal with Mm -hmm. you know what i mean you think more attention would be paid on these little things in the movie probably would have been more accurate for what we take for granted these days. Mm-hmm. I'd say movies like Contagion, which are like a decade later, you know, mm-hmm. do a way better job oh, of yeah. that. Uh, but this isn't that serious of a movie, you know, but I think it could like I feel like a movie could be done that could involve the flesh, flesh eating bacteria that would be very effective and would be very scary. You know what I I think of? Mm. 12 Monkeys. Right, okay. Even though you never really saw the virus, but just the whole leading up to it type of thing. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time. I'm, oh, just... I'm thinking of like stuff like where the guy's like, it's it's affecting him so bad that he's like, when he takes steps, pieces of his leg are breaking off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, Things yeah. like that. Like, I feel like we've seen so much now. It's right. like, it's like, it's really hard to go, oh, wow. But that was kind of a trendsetter in the, in the, in the back in the day this movie was. Right. Some people liked it. Some people didn't. Some people thought it was overhyped. I remember right. that. I'd be interested just to see something more nowadays. And I say that with like the biggest caveat possible. Like it can't be this movie. I just feel like, you know, like this franchise because they tried a remake, which was like identical to the movie, only with different people and like a female gender role, like switch. And like, I don't know. It was dumb. What was the point of it? You know what I mean? But if if we actually had some time sat down where someone's like melting you know, those are like crazy movies, you know, like you think of The Incredible Melting Man, mm-hmm. which is something like that. And it just goes on forever. And like how much goo has that guy dropped off his body? There's not enough fucking flesh on that guy's body <laughs> for him to yeah. goo all over the place like he did in that movie. But it's still cool. Um, So it's it's, you know, it's part comedy, part serious. And it has this weird balance to it that 
is a little edgy for its time, I think, for comedy and stuff like that. But also has like a few treats of like just weird obligatory shit that they threw in. Although we sort of get that in the third sequel, the more serious tone, but it's really kind of dry with this unfunny comedy to it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, and this one is very much an early Roth movie. I can see it, you know, as he mm-hmm. as he even stars in the goddamn thing in multiple scenes. I like the concept, but somehow it feels a little aged to me right now. I remember liking it just fine back in the day, so it's a little surprising to me to see it now and feel this way. Plus, it it does have some like those weird scenes that don't really make sense, but are I think good things to put into movies, like the dentist character on the porch at the store, things like that. Like those are things that I think. Sometimes movies should put in their films just to just to interest people in the movie that they're watching. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, though, you know, about the film for it, you know, for its time, it was different than what we were getting. It wasn't a rehash, like I said, scream script made for the screen. So it was different and something that honestly we needed to break up the monotony of those kind of films we were getting. And this is exactly one of those films it was kind of like a it was like a breath of fresh air like indie air that breathed life back into the mainstream and pushed it in a different direction whereas like something like scream was fresh and new but it kind of overdid it oversaturated the 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 horror genre in my opinion oh after it yeah that style yeah 100 percent. because like i mean that always happens though with everything oh i don't know, you know man that's why a lot of people like get upset with me when i say i'm not a big fan of scream franchise and it's because of that because i feel like it, it just changed things while it gave life because you love the also, 80s so much it took life away from the things <laughs> that i really liked and made it into this cheap imitation thing well that's a a personal issue I yeah think. well fuck them <laughs> fuck all of you no i'm just kidding <laughs> But anyway, 2000s, you can kind of see where things were changing a little bit here. And this is one of those trendsetter movies I was saying mm-hmm. where it was kind of trying to be edgy a little bit. And like it's comedy, very much the same type of comedies you would see at this at this particular time. Raunchy mm-hmm. comedies. Shaun of the Dead. Stuff like this was like coming out a lot. Right. Um, but it was all done. You know, for really cheap budget too, a hundred like a one point five million dollars is pretty cheap. So you have to give him mm-hmm. credit. I'd say it's a decent watch in the end of the day. Some may consider this a classic, but I think that the sequels sort of ran the franchise into a into the ground in a bad way. I'd still give this one a seven, maybe a seven point five out of ten, just because it's easy to watch, even if it's out of date, you know, and kind of dated now. Mm-hmm. That also doesn't mean that the remake is worth rewatching because it's not. Okay, so <laughs> 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 what do you think, Christina? So, see, okay, since you brought up the remake, I thought they remade it. Murray's saying hello to everybody, by the way. <laughs> so cute. So, I thought they remade it because they were trying to make it more serious. Because the acting wasn't I don't that remember. great in this. It was terrible. It was a weird I, Yeah, I don't remember either, but we're such snobs. Like, I could imagine them trying to do something different if you hadn't seen the original. Well, if you also think about, like, how movies are made these days, remake doesn't really... It doesn't fit the same narrative structure. Right. Which remakes back in the day, it would be like, hey, everything follows the same story. And like, you know, they change a few things here and there. But for the most part, the same story, same arc, same everything. We don't do that anymore. Right. (laughs) So for them to come out with that style of movie. Right. Exactly. Because when they would remake movies in the 50s that were from the 30s. Right. It would be 
like frame for frame. Yeah, it's much. very similar, and it, it just felt so, very like why? Like right. nobody and asked it was so for this. Soon. It nobody was asked soon. for this at all. Right, but uh, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking they wanted a more serious movie. Maybe. But I don't remember the remakes of whatever. So I do remember liking this movie when it came out because I do remember seeing this movie when it came out because there's just like classic <laughs> scenes uh, from this that, you know, will always be in your mind. And sure. And you always refer back to those scenes. Was it as, 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 as fucked up as it was to you this time? No. No? No. Okay. And I knew it. I knew what was coming. You know, I knew that the one famous leg where she's shaving her legs. I don't know why the fuck right. you would shave your legs when you fucking, your skin's falling off. Oh, I better just shave my fucking legs. Doesn't <laughs> like, have the same impact in 1080p. It, no, no. <laughs> it, it really doesn't. But again, it had these, these classic Y2K selfish, spoiled, white privileged kids, you know? Oh, wow. That were only like in, going it for there, them, right? in it for themselves. No, because like Friends was very, everyone was very selfish. Seinfeld, everyone. Like, <laughs> or is it for? Uh, what's the other one? Uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Sure, you know all well, they're those out characters. For themselves. Yeah, yeah. Same type of deal. Oh yeah. So it's so this is like Eli Ross' first movie. So there's lots of other movie references and shots from other movies. Sure. In this film, but there's a lot. There was a Halloween shot I noticed right. from Halloween Two, which is so weird. Right. Maybe he did it on purpose. Who knows. Um, oh, I'm sure he I did. liked I liked every time they were trying to do like a sweet moment, like like something like romantic or whatever was going on, and then something just absolutely horrible would happen. Right. I love that ah! shit. That is great. But I mean it didn't age well. This movie did not age well at all. Yeah, it didn't. It's weird. Yeah, it, it well, no, you know, stuff changes and jokes don't hit. Like how they used to. Like I said, I feel like it just came in at a time when we were seeing so much redundancy and types of stories mm -hmm. that it felt like so fresh to right. so many people. Right. Because we were so tired of like, I know what you did last summer, Urban Legends. I know that, but it didn't age well. Scream, I still think it kind of holds up. But this one, sure. like, you know, it, it just doesn't hit. No. Well, and it's weird because you should be scared of this still. You the Those gory scenes still should hit. But for some reason, they just they just don't. It's not scary. I guess I, when I say trendsetter, guys, I'm more like a like if if you're picturing the flow of water of what movies are coming out, this was like a peg in the water that just stood its ground. Does that, that make more sense? sense? Yeah, the against the flow mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of what it was. So six out of ten. Six out of ten. Wow. Yeah, okay. So we're about the same. Yeah, we're about the same. Yeah, I I I, uh, I feel like it's a seven at the very least. You know, for me because. I don't know. It's just one of those movies that even if it doesn't age well at the time, it still did some things differently that I got to appreciate a little bit. Even if I don't find the humor all that funny, mm -hmm. there is some cool stuff that, that they did for a million and a half. And again, I think seeing it now, uh, like we're not in post pandemic or anything. Right. But seeing it now. Yeah, it just it hits different. It really does. And then if I would have rewatched this like five years ago. Remember we were going to watch this at the beginning of the pandemic? Dude, a lot of people did. And I, I saw like a lot of podcasts did. They covered this. Right. Because I mean, it is I like I think it's better that we did it now than, than, than back then. Yeah, because I like seeing like the aftermath of it and like, yeah. Yeah. I wonder what's going to come out after this now. Some other sort of fucking crazy thing. Right. 
I just, I mean, if you're, the way I feel about it, if you're going to go like one of these gore movies, you should just go balls to the wall, like people falling apart and shit, mm-hmm. like melting in front of you and shit. Like, <laughs> like I want it faster. Like, you got to go faster. Like, I, I, I know the tension's there, but you got to go a little faster in some situations. Right. Um, but yeah, we do have some trivia on this movie and, uh, there's quite a bit actually. I was like digging through a lot, mm-hmm. um, that we'll go over here. I just picked a few of my favorite things. If you don't want anything spoiled though and you haven't seen Cabin Fever, you should at least watch it. It's worth a watch. It's worth a watch. Yeah. At least check it out. Or the remake. Come back. Oh God, don't watch the remake. <laughs> don't watch the remake. I don't, I don't mind if they before. watch the remake. Just don't watch it first. That's all I give a shit about. Don't watch the See, original first. A, I don't think there's a problem with that. Bullshit. I don't I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> but if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. So director Eli Roth originally got the idea for this movie while he was working in Iceland on a horse farm, apparently. He got like a bad skin infection from rotting hay in the barn that his face broke out in sores, bled, and peeled off when he shaved. Which is probably why we got the girl shaving her uh, legs uh-huh. scene, which was way more effective Wait, back then to the me. What the hell? How do you get a job taking care of horses in Ireland? I, no, not Ireland. Iceland. Or Iceland, sorry. <laughs> How the fuck do you get that job? I don't know. Fuck if I know. He's obviously a much more oldly, more kind of guy than we are. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. The movie that this had is its lowest budget of any Lionsgate film released in 2003. Wow. And it was the highest grossing film of 2003. Uh, the original box office total is not accounting for worldwide was 22 million, but it was almost most the most profitable film released in t- 2003. Saw was 2004 and another film that was on the same budget pretty much. I think it was a million and a half for that one too. Mm-hmm. And it would beat this, this movie's um, gross by 800. Or eighty thousand. Wow. Eighty. Excuse me. Eighty million dollars. Oh wow. So, <laughs> yeah, it was over a hundred million dollars with a budget of one point two million. Supposedly, hmm. I think it was one point five because we just rewatched Saw. Right. Like the other day, and I was. Sun- Sundays is our Saw day. Yeah, we're gonna watch Saw until we can watch Spiral again. Because no, Spiral's coming out on four K next month, so we'll get that. Okay. Yeah, we've got all the other ones, so we might as well get that. I just thought it was interesting it was a comparison because Saw came out and that was a big deal. That's yeah. when that was kind of like Saw was like the movie that pushed into what they call torture porn. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Hostel, obviously, you know, if you think about it in a way, I'm not saying, but Eli Roth kind of helped with that whole movement because if it wasn't for this movie and then Saw being made, mm-hmm. it pushed people in a certain direction that we were not in before. Right. It was those pigs that were standing in the river mm-hmm. that was like right. fighting against the fucking the flow and people started going, oh, shit, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. So early attempts to sell the script, by the way, for this movie were unsuccessful because studios felt that the horror genre had become unprofitable. I kid you not, while I was doing research, I thought about this, and then I read this, and I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm right. (laughs) It said in 1996, Scream was released, of course, to great success, leading studios to once again become interested in horror properties. So for almost a decade, they were like, well, you got anything like Scream? Right. That's what I'm talking about and why I don't like the movie franchise Scream because of that is because they kept pushing producers 
kept stomping on fucking writers and directors' ideas and pushing the films in their own personal direction sometimes. So wouldn't the same thing be said about Friday the 13th? I'm just saying, Christina, like (laughs) you can't compare those because that's that's 80s. 80s came and went. It's the same structure. No, it is not. Yeah, Scream is not in, the same. As in, it was successful, it made money, so they pushed for more, just like Friday the 13th. But I'm not talking about its iterations. Oh, I'm talking about what it caused. Yeah. What Scream caused to affect other movies. Right, because then you know what... Yes, I did last exactly. summer. That's a different, yeah. separate, separate thing. Yeah, exactly. It pushed for those types of movies. Anyway. I know what you're saying. So Eli Ross still couldn't sell his script because of that. And studios told him that it should be more like Scream. And many potential financiers also found the film's content to be a little too unsettling. Specifically the part where they use the N-word. Right. Which was was pretty big in the movie around that time. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that was like we were even when we were watching. They, I didn't. It comes remember. around it later. Like, like context, I guess, matters. But the way he was just a white yeah, guy, it just felt really off. But yeah, even for the characters, old white guy too. Even for like, the characters Jesus. in the movie, Christina, they were off put by that. Yeah, exactly. But um, it was an old movie. That's the way it was back then. People do fucking stupid shit. Another bit of trivia that I thought was interesting is that there was a crew member named Robert Jones who took home a decapitated body prop once for the when the film wrapped. And he was pulled over while driving home by police officers, huh. and they pulled out their guns on him because they thought that he was <laughs> he had like a body part. <laughs> he's, they thought he was driving around with it on his seatbelt, I guess. <laughs> and then he had to prove that it was a fucking prop, and then they realized, and they were like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I mean, that is kind of asking for it, you know? What I mean? Yeah. But there's some guy driving around with a body without a head. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, while they were filming a particularly bloody scene, uh, Ryder Strong, who is the nice guy, you know, who ends up fucking the other girl or whatever, decided to go for a walk in the woods between setups. And he was covered in blood and he came across a group of like 35 different schoolgirls who like immediately freaked out and screamed. (laughs) And then they immediately realized that he was from boy meets world and then they were like oh my god and screamed even louder (laughs) and literally chased him through the woods oh my god back to set (laughs) that's funny so he was like yeah i never i'll never do that again (laughs) i'm not gonna water it off between scenes again like that so um during the sex scene where that girl serena you called i forget her last name Mm -hmm. she plays marcy in the movie Mm -hmm. her and uh writer strong had a sex uh scene and eli roth wanted serena vincent that's her name (laughs) to be completely naked but vincent who had previously played a student who never wore clothes an exchange student named Ariola in not another teen movie uh, she was concerned that overexposing herself would lead to her being typecast as the nude chick. Oh, it's the nude scene chick, you know? And she refused to bear her, her ass in Cabin Fever. The uh, They had a kind of like an, a fight on, like a standoff on set, and they became so intense that Vincent informed Roth that if he truly wanted a naked ass in the scene, he would have to get another actress to play the role of Marcy. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Yeah. And eventually the two hammered it out in a compromise. You know, I don't know. Half an ass cheek. <laughs> I don't know if it was in the script or not, so I can't say. Right. We're just reporting to you, okay? Vincent would show one inch of her ass on film, no more, no less. So when the scene was set to be filmed, Roth brought along a ruler 
and literally oh, my- measured an inch. That's fucked up. Off of Vincent's uh, butt crack, and they taped the bed sheets to her ass in that designated, you know, space before the sex scene was shot. Ironically, Vincent later volunteered to bear her breasts in a scene that didn't call for them. She said that during the bathroom scene where the she discovers the rashes on her back, oh, okay. she took off her... Because that part made more sense. Right. She said that, that it, it made more sense that way. Right. Otherwise, it wouldn't have made sense. Right. And she volunteered to do See? a topless. She wouldn't do another nude scene in a movie until a short film called Manchild in 2007 where she was right completely, you know. Right. Well... Good for her. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It's just, you know, that seems like stuff that you would hear on a set, like arguments and bickers, stupid shit, especially back then. These days, well, <laughs> that would never even no. happen. I mean, no. But Because women have still have to have control over their body. Yeah. Even if you're acting. When Marcy, the girl, the actress who played that girl, she slept with Paul in the movie, which is Ryder Strong. It wasn't meant to seem so sudden. They actually had a scene where they filmed that, that was not included in the final movie where Marcy and Paul become closer and closer before it happened. Oh, okay. Because she was like, all I want to do is just grab the person next to you and say, f- and fuck the shit out of them because you know you're going to be right. dead soon anyway. I'm glad they didn't, they didn't go that other route. Right. It's, 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 that would have made it too complicated. They did record some of the scenes and Just i think in it's case. in the extras and, and one of the director's cuts or something mm-hmm. um it would have gone shortly after jeff and marcy's sex scene showing them having a violent fight complete with them throwing objects at one another as well as harsh verbal abuse it was intended to add another layer to their relationship and depict them as being locked in a volatile pattern of passionate sex and passionate oh. aggression. Uh. You know, it wasn't supposed to be that fast. It wasn't like, hey, let's fuck. Because he does seem really careless. Like, he's, like, in love with that blonde-haired girl and then, like, whatever. Right. She gets infected and he's like, whatever. Right. <laughs> so, um, funny story, well fucked up story actually is that the audition scene that the producers chose for that actress where she says you know all you want to do it's like a plane crash is what she can described it as all you want to do is just grab the person next to you and fuck them just because you know you're gonna die anyway Mm -hmm. they did that that was the specific scene that they were casting for her role and guess what time that they were doing it 9-11 yep yep so they, when that 9-11 happened, they were doing auditions that day of. Oh, shit. And after it happened, they were like, we couldn't reach all the actresses. <laughs> so they had to do it anyway. Uh-huh. So a lot of them had to had just to do that. audition with them, you know. You think they would make them change the scene? They They tried to make efforts to call off the auditions, but, you know. There was just a lot of shit going on, and they found it impossible to contact everybody because wow. they were going to like basically do it another day. Mm-hmm. It just happened to coincidentally be that day. So she she did the audition though with that scene perfectly, and mm-hmm. that's why she got the role though. So Peter Jackson is a huge fan of this movie, or at least he was at the time. Mm-hmm. He was shooting the movie Return of the King, the Lord of the Rings uh, movie. He had. Three times that he screened this movie for the entire crew. Oh, wow. Jackson was so enthusiastic about the film that he gave director Eli Roth publicity quotes. 
for the film. Oh, that's good for him. That's nice. Well, and what an honor. Yeah. You know, this is a fucking dead alive guy. Right. He's a fucking legend. Right. Dude, not he's not only is Peter Jackson a legend in the horror scene, he's a legend in the fantasy scene. Right. You know, like this guy is like Yeah, and to have him talk on your right. movie, it's a pretty big deal. Which I guarantee you Eli Roth was inspired by fucking Dead Alive. Right. In any facet whatsoever. It's obvious. Like, that movie is just, everybody fucking... Right. If Loves you're a filmmaker, movie. you love that movie. Mm-hmm. Unless you just don't like comedy. Right. Um, The pancake scene with the dentist kid that was on the front yeah, porch. Yeah, pancakes, pancakes. Yeah, what the fuck was that all about? I thought it was obligatory, which technically it was. <laughs> Except Dennis was practicing Taekwondo between, between uh, like, scenes. Mm-hmm. And Eli Roth was like, well, you know Taekwondo? Or what are you doing? Like, what are you... And he's like, well, he actually does have a real life black belt. So he's decided to add the scene to give a chance oh. for that director to oh. show his stuff. Yes. <laughs> That's why it's so obligatory, because uh-huh. it was never intended to be in the original. It was like improv. <laughs> right. That's cool. Which that that was cool, man. Yeah, like that's cool. a really well shot scene. Even it, if, yeah, it really is. Even if you even if you don't like the movie, you have to appreciate that specific mm-hmm. you know shot. Because then he bites the other guy's hand. He's like, "What the fuck? Did you just make my boy sick? Because <laughs> if that you just made my boy sick, that's your problem. You just made that my problem. Whatever the <laughs> fuck he says." Eli Roth also originally intended to play Deputy Winston himself. Oh, God. But Giuseppe Giuseppe Andrews gave a really impressive audition, so uh-huh. he decided to pick him he instead. Was a, he was a good choice. He was, he He's was not your typical it. kind of actor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny. Like, a lot of people think that they, he got his start at this movie, but he's been in everything. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. He was in... Pre-Hysteria 2, Sleep Stalker, Invisible Mom, Independence Day, American History X, Pleasantville, Detroit Rock City, 2001 Maniacs, hmm. all before he was in that movie. In this. Yeah, like, so it's like, whatever. Like, you just, I thought at the time, I'd never seen him before. He just looked so different. Right. And it was such a weird role. Like, mm-hmm. that's not how you envision an officer. No. So to put him in there like that as deputy dipshit or whatever the fuck he was, it just seemed weird. I liked it, though. I mean, it was just different. So you mentioned the bowling alley story that they tell around the campfire. Right. Where Eli Roth also had a role. Right. He was the bowling, the bowling alley yeah. guy. So the bowling alley story that Paul tells around the campfire is actually based on a real life quadruple homicide that occurred in Boston in 1980. Really? It was real. It yeah. It was real. A former employee, Brian Dyer, broke in and killed four employees. He bound their hands, three with handcuffs, the fourth with his belt, and bludgeoned them all with a bowling pin. Wow. Before shooting them all once in the head. Three of them died at that scene, while one would die later in the hospital. And Dyer was eventually caught and sentenced to four consecutive life terms. He died in prison in 2011. Good fucker. So crazy. That is a crazy story. And you want to know what's even more weird about this whole fucking movie? Do you know who was going to be one of the uh, executive producers for this film? Hmm. David Lynch. Really? Yeah. That's weird. He was originally announced as the executive producer of the film. So why'd he back out? I don't know. Maybe he just it wasn't his style. Yeah, it's I mean, not it his definitely style. isn't. Yeah. 
Maybe Eli Roth just put his name down there or something. I mean, oh, I don't know. to the, get, like, yeah. Yeah, to get people interested in his yeah, movie. I bet you he did. You know what I mean? Oh, that's fucked up. He's only given us very special thanks in the credits. It is probably because they that he they, because they used his name. Maybe. I bet you. I don't know. I wouldn't put it past someone that's new trying to get ahead. Right. Come on. Every little thing counts, you know what I mean? Right. So and it and, obviously and, helped him. I mean, Jesus. I mean, everybody pays attention when Lynch comes out with a film or they used to at least at this time. Mhm. Well, it's okay. No. It's funny you mentioned David Lynch because did you notice the music in this is kind of Twin Peaks? <laughs> I wrote that down, so that's kind of weird. Really? Yeah, you didn't notice that? I, I was paying attention to it, but it was, like, so sparse that it was really kind of hard to get a grip yeah, on it. Yeah, especially, like, w- the scenes where the it was the cop. It would be this Twin Peak music. Well, they probably, you know what? I guarantee you he probably got inspired by the cop in that. Yeah. In that's twi- probably, because yeah. that's, like, one of the most famous things about Twin Peaks right. is the cop. It's the cop. Right. Or the FBI agent, yeah. That's a damn fine cup of coffee. I have some <laughs> apple pie. <laughs> uh, what's his name? I forget. Yeah. God, anyway. I haven't seen that. Well, there's a video so game long. where somebody, like, that was called, uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's like a Japanese director made this game, and it's almost identical to Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. In the same style of music and, like, same type of dialogue, and people, like, crying all the time <laughs> and fucking shit, so... <laughs> I, I think it, I forget what it's called, but parent something. Fuck. You guys probably know what it is, and I just can't think of it right now. I own it, so fuck you. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about some of our favorite scenes and things that we wanted to bring up. Uh, just stuff that we wanted to point out that really kind of stands out in this film because I don't want to get too far into it, but the trope of the gas station to right. start off. I like the dentist kid that was there yeah, too. Yeah, and, the, and that's when he first bites him. Everybody knows not to sit next to Dennis. I'm not from around here. <laughs> like Jesus. Y'all don't need to be sitting next to Dennis. <laughs> He's like, did you ever think that maybe having, you know, you might want to keep your kid you know, safe, locked up, locked up, on so, a he doesn't, chain in a so you cage. don't get sued by anything. <laughs> <laughs> what else about that scene you liked? It's funny because you really like. I hate how they make you really like the old guy at the counter. Oh yeah, he's like, he's got and, that sweet Georgia accent, and he's making jokes and blah blah blah. And he, then he says the N word, and it's like, yeah, he's like, God damn oh, it. you see those bottles? There was a lady who came in here, God bless her heart, who had a little bit of palsy, and she just knocked the whole thing down. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, okay, uh-huh. And he's like, she's like, well, what is this? And he's like, you better stop, and you better leave that Fox stuff alone, or you're just going to get it all over you, and you're going to have a mess of problems. And she's like, what is the Fox stuff for? See, like, that's for foxes. And he's, she's like, oh, okay. Well, what's the gun for? And that's for the N-word with the hard R's. And I'm like, whoa. And they were like, whoa. Yeah, they were like, okay. Yeah, and they go out there and he's like, I can't believe he said that. And they're using the, like the R-word and the F-word. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, I know. You know well, I mean? different times, you know. <laughs> that's a classic, you know, the N-word. <laughs> I, I mean, it's bad words. 
go. You know what I mean? It wasn't until later that the uh, saying whatever else is like, you know, frowned upon or gay or yeah. Anyway, so yeah, they leave and that kind of wraps around that the N-word joke kind of comes back. It comes back around at the the very end. So stupid. Which they got like, you know, some sort of urban music playing and they're like, oh, here's your guns. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh like, god! And you're just like that. Doesn't make it okay. No, like, but whatever. I don't know. It does, does, does. I mean, yeah. Obviously, if it were done today, I would have a problem with it even more. But I'm just saying, like, they were stupid back then. They don't right. care about that shit, you know. So it's like it's like getting mad at at, at like time. <laughs> it's just on record. That's all it is. Anyway, they show up at the cabin and start sexing. And misbehavior. The dickhead guy of the group sets a fire in the woods for no reason, which was kind of funny. And then he just walks off with the gun the and starts. Gun? Yeah, he's like trying to shoot a squirrel oh, or something like far. that. Yeah, and that guy jumps out of nowhere. Which I think is funny because he shoots the guy and then he realizes there's something fucking wrong with him. And he's like, stay over there, buddy. I'll go get help. And then he never goes back. <laughs> What a dick, yeah, dude. Yeah, told dick. And he's only like a... Sh- like, you can see the cabin from where they were. Yeah, and he's like, is that your cabin? And he's yeah. like, no, 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 no. No, no, it's not. <laughs> so then that guy, of course, goes to that cabin that later night, on. Yeah. yeah. And that's when they have the fucking huge fight scene where they're like... Yeah, they're trying to ward him off, so he goes and he locks himself into the truck. He's spitting blood everywhere because he's, like, dying. Right. And then somehow they light him on fire. (laughs) (laughs) They just don't even help him. that's the funniest thing to me is, like, it's everything. He's, like, puking blood everywhere. They're beating the shit out of the car, which is dumb. It's, like, they're yelling at each other for beating up the car while there's, like, an infected dude spitting blood all over the place. That's the least of your worries right now. Right. As far as I'm concerned, if I had a car and that blood was spit all over the fucking place, it'd be burned. I'd burn it. Right. You know what I mean? Especially nowadays. It's, you know, it's your only way out of there, though. Right. Well, walking is not a bad option. We're Americans, okay? Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) We don't walk. (laughs) Anyway, would you feel safe in a car like that after the guy? Yeah, of course not. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Anyway, but yeah, like, where did the girl get the torch from and lighting him on fire? <laughs> like, just out well, of the blue. It was probably from the campfire, because they had a campfire, and then they went in, and then the guy showed up. So, but it's from the campfire. She's, like, using the log to try to get him to go away or something. Right. <laughs> so funny, dude. It's like he just gets it on his arm, and he goes running off into the forest. And then everybody goes to sleep that night. They're like, ah, he'll be, you know, he's probably dead. <laughs> And the girls are all like, uh, should we call to get help? We just killed a guy? <laughs> like, excuse me, no, you killed a guy because you brought a fucking a, a fucking torch into the goddamn right. thing. What Was he Frankenstein? Were you going up to his village and his castle and you're going to burn it down? <laughs> uh, I don't know. And it, it's funny, the next day they all like split up. Like the two guys, the dickhead guy and like one of the, I forget who it was, the... The blonde haired guy, Jeff, or something. Yeah, they go to get help. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then the other chick goes off by herself to go get help. Right. And, and I love, I love how the dickhead guy always is like, like putting himself in situations where he doesn't belong, and he just makes himself belong. So he's just like eating jerky at people's houses and shit, like making himself at home. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Sorry. I don't remember. Something about the girl walked off by herself. You thought that was dumb. Yeah, I did. They should have went together. So you think she couldn't handle herself? No, they should have went together. 
<laughs> you saying that women can't handle themselves on the mother? They're not able to keep. They're not capable. <laughs> you should see the look she's giving me right now. <laughs> so they're gone, and then the cop shows up at the cabin, being all weird and creepy, and he tells the guy that he'll send him a tow truck, which you know he never did. Didn't they hit that one guy though? The bus did. No, that was in the second movie. Yeah, that was the second movie. <laughs> okay, I'm getting confused now. <laughs> that, that was kind of funny. Uh, I like how everything bad is happening, and he's just like, there's literally blood all yeah, over the, the fucking the, car. Yeah. And it's like, he's like, oh, that's cool, man. You know, yeah, like, whatever. Like, I like the party, too, man. Like, that's like the least of his concerns. <laughs> like, this just happens every day up in the fucking mountains or something like that. He's like, well, we hit him. He's like, oh, you hit him. It's like, yeah, yeah, we hit him because he was we, out of control. He was out something. of control. We were just we we're just trying to get him away. And he was like, and then he beat up your car and like smashed it up. And he was like, well, no, we kind of did that. <laughs> trying to get him out of the car to scare him. <laughs> and then and like the only thing he's worried about is partying. Right. And, he's like, and, and his, underage girls, which is fucking disgusting. Yeah, that is kind of creepy. Which they really tone on, touch on in the second movie, by the way. Right. Uh, with uh, Judith Friedlander. <laughs> anyway, what is uh, one of your favorite gore scenes in this? What do you think is most effective or like memorable? I think the shaving her legs and it falling off of her is right. pretty cool. Um, didn't... Uh... What about her face getting Towards... ripped off by the dog? Yeah, that was cool. I was going to say that face getting ripped off i couldn't remember if it was ripped i couldn't remember if somebody got their head bashed in well supposedly nobody dies from the bacteria in this movie not any of the lead stars oh yeah because the one gets shot right the guy gets burned to death Uh (laughs) uh-huh so he dies from burn Uh none of them die from the fucking flesh-eating bacteria i didn't even notice that it yeah. just like caused him to go crazy, right? Like that's what I'm saying. Like him. it was a higher, faster growing strain that like would affect them in 24 hours uh-huh. or less, even like 12 hours. It was like visibly effective. So I mean, like they could have died, but they never did. Mm-hmm. So it's really of, weird. Of course, the classic scene of him putting his hand down her fucking pants and then pulling it back up in his full blood. Oh, I mean, that's God. just classic. Only to be outdone by part three, by the way, guys. <laughs> Where the guy's eating out this girl who's obviously infected and he's like, oh, you're really wet, honey. And he's got literal gore. All over his All over, all his, over his lips. He- all over his head. That was, was all over. I mean, that, that so was it, ridiculous. The, it was stupid. Part three is really bad, but that was pretty funny, dude. Right. Like, I was laughing. There was some, in the third one, there was some cool gore. Gross shot. side effects, too. Yeah, because yeah. The, there was two chicks in that movie fighting each other, and they were, like, pulling off each other's skin and stuff. It looked really cool. Yeah. And you could see the bones and stuff. We'll have to pick it up just to have it. Oh, of course. We still need to get part two of this. We yeah. have the first one because we got it in the box set, I think, or we picked it up at the store or something. Something. Yeah. I don't know. I got to check. Um, what do you think about how everything sort of uh, crescendos into how the one guy is like, they kind of do the whole, you know what it is? It's like his homage to uh, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Where the guy goes into the basement or, you know, the the main star of the original Night of the Living Dead. Uh-huh. And he's like, I'm alive, I'm alive. Oh, because he was drinking beer. And right. Then, oh, yeah, you're right, I guess. And yeah. he survived. He didn't get any of the bacteria, and they right. shoot him. And then, yeah, I thought it was hilarious. That's totally, it's got to be Night of the Living Dead, right. right? I would think, I don't know. 
I don't know. It just seems like there was a few nods in there. Did you catch any other nods that you might have? Uh... Me? No, I know. I don't know. You may. I mean, you could kind of tell, but I, I can't wasn't just like, be like actively oh, this looking is for Batman. them. So yeah, exactly. I wasn't actively looking for them, but I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, you can I, see that's some homage. familiar. That's yeah. familiar. That's like catcalling to the people in the industry because you love them so much. Yeah. A little bit, you know. Nothing wrong with that, I guess. So Man, I don't know. I also like how the virus spread through water. And they oh, kept yeah. they kept doing these highlights of them drinking water and the water glasses and taking a shower. Well, there was that whole running gag about, oh, we're going to drink beer this whole trip instead of water right. or anything else. So only beer, only beer. Right. And then he drinks water. He's like, oh, you lost the bet. And he's like, oh, As I don't think everyone is dying around yeah, them. Oh, I don't think you realize how bad you lost the bet just now. <laughs> <laughs> you just died of an infection. Um. What was the other thing that they... Uh, oh, the, the other scene that I like was when he jumped... He fell on the body in the water. Uh-huh. Oh, oh. yeah, that body was all melty and stuff. Too much. <laughs> really? Well, it wasn't... Gr- it's just just thinking about it just makes me like... Just touching it and like... <laughs> it's like nothing you can do. You're fucked. Right. Like once you're in, it's yeah, like, what it's, are you going to do? Yeah, you're infected. You're fucked. There's mm-hmm. no more living anymore. Which he tries to be the hero in the end. You know, he tries to like... Right, get back, yeah, get back at him and the cops and stuff. Because I did think it was weird. So he he went to the hospital and then That's the right. police arrested him and then the police took him back to the cabin because the police started just, they were disposing of all the bodies and killing everybody. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know. And I, I, it, I think it was just going so fast at that point in the movie that it was hard to follow. Yeah. I like that they added, like, some of the townsfolk coming over to try to kill everybody. Right. And then them getting killed. Right. <laughs> like, they got shot. Like, the one guy. Oh, that's right. The fucking dickhead fucking guy gets shot in the head and his head explodes. Mm-hmm. Remember? Right. That was a good scene. Yeah. There's a director's cut out there that we don't have. We should get it. Well, no, you know That has, like, a bunch of extra scenes with, th- like, them. I think it. No, I think. No, I don't think it would be good if there was extra. Well, I don't know. I don't think we saw the, like, unrated version or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know if there was or not. So, I don't know. We saw the one that was on Tubi. Or no, Peacock. Peacock. Yeah, which you can watch this on Peacock, by the way. But we do have another movie we're going to talk about, and that is Cabin Fever 2, Spring Break, or Spring Fever. Spring Fever. Whatever, from 2009. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about that. I did the work on this one. You can watch this movie, just like the first movie, on Peacock. So if you're looking for it and you want to check it out, booyah, free. And Peacock does one advertisement per break. Right. Not like Hulu. Not like, like four five. or five. Yeah, yeah. Like Tubi does like a few as well. Oh, do they? I don't mm-hmm. remember. I don't mind. Uh, that's because we're taking notes. But for other people, it's kind of a pain in the ass. Anyway, so Cabin Fever 2, Spring Fever, came out in 2009. It's about a high school prom that faces a deadly threat. And I guess you guessed it. Flesh-eating virus that spreads via a popular brand of bottled water called, what was it? Down-home water. Down-home water. Like, what? Okay. Tagline, this time it's spreading. This was directed (laughs) by and written by Ty West, by the way. He is the guy that did the sacrament, the innkeepers, the house of the devil. The house of the devil and more. And a lot of different tone here in this movie versus mm-hmm. those movies, by the way. We'll get into that. Some of the other writers on it are Joshua Malkin, who actually worked on Angel Wars, The Messengers. It's a kids animated movie. And he was the second unit director on Borderland, 
he did have a part to do uh, with the, some of the story in Cabin Fever, I guess, the first one, even though he's not credited. Also has Randy Perlstein, who did the first Cabin Fever story, but he did the screenplay for this, and that's it. Oh, okay. you know, other than the stuff that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the stars, we got Noah Sagan, who comes as John. He's one of the main stars in the movie. He was in Knives Out, Looper, The Pale Door, Scare Package, The Mind's Eye, Starry Eyes, and Dead Girl, which is a big popular one oh, that, wow. that I remember him in. But he's been in a lot. Got Alexi Wasser, who plays Cassie, his sort of love interest. She was in A Ghost Story, The Last Lovecraft, Relic of Cthulhu. Growth. She reminds me of Uma Thurman. She's got like that weird look about her, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. She was also in a movie called Choose, Dope State, and more. Also have Rusty Kelly, who plays Alex, the best friend of Noah in the movie, John. He was uh, in movies called Jackrabbit and The Garage and Deer Pillow. Uh, also stars Mark Center, who was Mark in this movie. He was the, the dickhead fucking ex-boyfriend of Cassie's. Oh. He was in The Dar- Devil's Carnival. Starry Eyes, The Lost, Dementia, Tales of Halloween, Wicked Lake, and more. It also stars Giuseppe Andrews again, who is returning for the deputy role. We've already talked about him. Also have Michael Bowen, who plays Principal Sinclair. He was in The Last House on the Left remake, Kill Bill Volume 1, Walking Tall remake, Jackie Brown, Forbidden World. He's hilarious. Uh, Valley Girl, Night of the Comet, Iron Eagle, Beverly Hills Cop 3, Love in a 45, and right. so many more. Lots. We also have some cameos, which I'll just mention real quick, which is Judah Friedlander, Larry Fessenden, and Mark Borchardt, who was from that movie called American Movie, which is just like one of those plain movies about these like regular guys, mm-hmm. but it was like a comedy movie. They were like making a movie, I think, in the movie. I don't know. But anyway, he played the cousin of the deputy. Oh, Herman. the truck. Yeah. Or the van, the rape van. That was really popular, though, that American movie back in the day. I never saw it. Yeah. Um, Christina. Oh, yeah, there was. I didn't really get any finances on here other than the fact that this movie was made for $5 million. Was this? Whoa, was this straight to video? Yeah, I didn't really get that either because they didn't have any box office totals. So I'm assuming straight to video. I would think because they're... uh, $5 million it was made though on. Christina, what did you think? Well, I thought it was weird how it is a continuation from the first movie, even though it's like years apart. Yeah, it takes like one scene and that's it. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't uh, like that. I didn't like that there wasn't a cabin in this movie, nor was there a fever. <laughs> I don't want the only thing that. Wait, really... who had a fever in the first one? Shut up. <laughs> the dialogue in this was very boring, especially in the beginning. It it was like, oh, God. Way tongue like, in yeah, cheek. Yeah, it's like, okay, we get it. You're very teenage, overacting. You're teenage kids. We fucking get it. Like, right. oh, you're the outcast. You're the angry yeah. jock guy. Yeah, we fucking get it. Yeah, the twenty-seven-year-old jock guy. <laughs> exactly. Like... <laughs> I did like how ridiculous the virus was. It was way more gore. Yeah, it was way more gore. Everyone, blood was coming out of everybody's mouth who got the virus, like all over the place. It was ridiculous. Right. And that's about the only thing I liked about this movie. I'm trying to think, and yeah, I just this was a waste of time. Three out of ten. Three out of ten. Wow. Okay, that's pretty rough. 
I actually enjoyed it a lot more than you. Did you? I didn't think it was. I, it's watchable. You're making it seem like it's unwatchable. It's garbage. No, I'm just kidding. I think it's watchable. I think it's perfectly normal. It's not as good as the first one, obviously. Obviously. But, but it's a, it's a, it's a watchable film. If you're into the franchise and you like to see dumb shit and you're not expecting the first one, it's not. It's an it's an okay watch. You can mm-hmm. sit here, watch the movie, and be like, whatever. It's part of the franchise, you know? It's like one of those ones, like, you just watch and you go, oh, yeah, it's just one of the bad ones in the franchise. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. That's the way I look at it. But it's crazy. This is probably the cheaper, more silly movie, which is really crazy, considering that this movie had $3.5 million more Mm -hmm. than the original did. And the original did so much more. Although, I don't know. It's weird. It's like, perhaps it's just too zany. For me. Wackadoo. Yeah, it's like it had, the first one had its dumb jokes and it was zany in some parts. But this one goes on full on Babysitter 2 style mm-hmm. jokes. You know what I mean? Right. Where I, where they were just not that good. Right. You know, uh, it does have some jokes that did land. I did laugh quite a few times. At a, more at the gross out factor because the gore in this movie is up to quite a bit than the first. And that's probably where they spent most of the money on. It doesn't make up for the piss poor acting that you get in this movie for the most part. Mm-hmm. So not pointing fingers at anyone in particular because it was directed that way. In fact, this movie feels like an MCG fan film, which is the guy who directed Babysitter 1 and 2. Oh, okay. Then it does Ty West. Uh-huh. I and see that. Because, you know, I mentioned before that his his body of work is much different than this. Yeah. It is way more serious, way more... Very serious, whether it's good acting or not, that's up in the air because Sacrament has some shoddy stuff in it. Right, but yeah, but, it's still good. Yeah, but that was also done on a, as a found footage style film in a right. way. And it it kind of relies on like, you know. That shoddy. Yeah. That sort of like, you know, uh, homogenous sort of like thing to happen mm-hmm. in the film. So you can't just always expect to get it when it's, it's just kind of like made up on the spot. But this one... I don't know. It's just so different. He said that he was, uh, Ty West himself said he hates this movie because he said it, it wasn't this, his film, but the producers forcing him to work it how they wanted. You could tell. Well, this movie had problems from the get because of mm-hmm. it. There was like three or four scripts for it. Oh. Yeah. I'll get into that in a little bit more, but, and the producers all the way wanted to take it out of the, out of the cabin. Mm hmm. And that was part of the problem. Yeah. That, I don't know why that bothered me. <coughs> like, this is like maybe a fourth or fifth sequel. Like, yeah, you, you don't yeah. do it on the second one. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It makes sense. They iron it and smooth it over as to why it's happening and why it gets out of the cabin. But it's what, so obvious that they're, like, putting it in there just to... Spread it. Yeah. It's time to move on to a new place. Like, whatever. Uh, I do like some of the talent in this film in other movies. <laughs> it's all just sort of feels like it's taking the piss out of itself at the movie's expense, mm-hmm. which is mm, not always a good thing. It, it feels like it's lower budget than it is, mm-hmm. than it should be, which at times, like I said, it is a little funny. I did laugh quite a few times in the movie, It's, mm-hmm. but... You know, it's it's just got some bad jokes in it. And it's not a hard watch overall, I think. You can kind of watch them from start to finish and not feel angry, you know? Like, for me personally, I didn't feel angry. I was just like, wow, that's just 
completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, where the first film sort of thrives, this one will kind of divide. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of the audience that liked the first one. And I'm sure it did back then, too. Right. As it's, you know, did for us. For whatever reason, I forgot the entire plot of this movie, even though I've seen this one probably two or three times at least. Really? Yeah, I forgot all about it. It's like, it's almost like they were were like, let's make this movie, right? Okay. And let's make it a movie that's about Carrie. Only instead of the girl with no powers who gets picked on, it's just a disease. But we'll follow the same sort of storyline of of this Mm -hmm. while the whole movie's going on. It totally is Carrie, by the way. Yeah. It's like the biggest fucking hard on for Carrie. Right. Except Carrie's not in the film and there's no superpowers. There's no religious context. It's just the disease. Right. And gross out humor, of course, akin to a bad comedy of that time. Like, let's do this and overdo it and do it too much. Then that's pretty much what you're going to get in this film, which, you know, sometimes it excels out, but mostly fails simultaneously at the same time on most of the jokes. Mm-hmm. I feel like the cast could do better than this. And while I can say that the the comedy wasn't my particular brand, I, you know, like I said, I still have the enjoyment of the gross out moments and the few laughs because it is kind of a dark sense of humor style jokes, you right. know, like gross jokes. I don't know how to explain it. Like there's some really nasty shit in this. Right. Um, There is, like you said, no cabin. No fever. No fever. Unless, well, unless John Travolta's in here cutting it up on the dance floor, and I missed it. <laughs> oh, my God. Did they play Saturday Night Fever at the prom? <laughs> Maybe they did. No, I'm... I don't think they did. But I don't know. All in all, it's not a terrible movie. It's just one that doesn't supersede the original in much more than bad jokes and gore. I'd give it a 5.5. Dang. You know, it's watchable. I if I watch the first one, I'm inevitably going to watch the second one. Right. We're completists. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Like, if I watch the first one, I'm going to be compelled and, to watch the second and one. And then we watch the third one. Yeah. Just we watch the third like, one, too. The third one. And when we get to the end of this, we'll kind of briefly get over that. Talk about that one. Ugh. I'm not going to get into a whole thing about it, but I'll just give you a heads up about it. So you said three, I said 5.5, so that gets us a 4.25. Wow, below average. I mean, that's probably a particularly, I think I'm being more fair than I should be. Yeah, you are. But I still think there's some redeeming stuff in this that I was happy to see, like gore-wise. Good for you. So I don't know. (laughs) Uh, There is some trivia, obviously, that we can talk about here. Uh, If you don't want anything spoiled, obviously, you can watch this movie on Peacock and check it out for free. So do it and come back and see what you think about what we have to say. Here's your warning. Despite the movie being done with filming back in 2007 is when they started this, April of 2007. Wow. They shelved it for almost two years before being shown on October 24th of 2009 at the Man Chinese Six Theaters in Hollywood mm-hmm. as part of the Screamfest Horror Film Festival. Ah, uh. They did a lot of re-editing and reshooting by the producers. Writer-director mm. Ty West requested to have his name removed from the film. Wow. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> and replaced with the popular pseudonym Alan Smithy, since he was not a member of the DGA, the Directors Guild. Mm-hmm. 
in his request is denied by the producers and he remains credited as the film's director. West has since disowned the final product, claiming that it is more of a product of the producers and executives than that of his own. Mm-hmm. It is unknown whether or not there will ever be a director's cut release featuring West's original vision. Mm-hmm. I would assume no, because this movie's not popular at all. At all. <laughs> According to Fangoria magazine, there were two separate drafts of Cabin Fever 2 written in 2004. One by famed original Eli Roth, of course, which wow. I guess he sold it off. Oh. And the other by genre favorite Adam Green. Actually, no, I take that back. Adam or Eli Ross sold it off when they took it to the feature, the film festivals. It was one of the last, the first Cabin Fever is one of the last ones to be shown. And it was one of the most requested to be rewatched. Uh-huh. So he sold it off then to make his money back, you know, to right. producers or whatever. Right. Um. And the other, uh, it says the the one script was by Eli Roth and another one by Adam Green, who did Hatchet. Mm-hmm. But because of internal politics at Lionsgate, both Roth's and Green's scripts were set aside to bring in a completely new vision. Hmm. When the film was eventually finished, it was shelved for several years. So, like I said, two years from 2007 to 2009. Right. It's a long time. They, they, they probably just knew that it was going to be garbage. Yeah. Yeah. There was a scene in the movie where the deputy goes and he asks for what, Christina? Pancakes? Yeah. Yeah. That's a direct nod. Right. Just as the bunny rabbit scene, when the bunny rabbit falls in front of the one guy. Right. There In the first movie, the writer Strong, when he goes to the, the hospital, uh-huh. he sees a bunny, a guy in a bunny suit. Oh, I didn't So it was almost like that. a connection there, too. Oh, okay. Um, I was wondering why they were zooming in on the bunny. Yeah, because they made like, it very the? apparent, and yeah, I was like, it "What? Was, okay." It, yeah, I was like, "What the fuck is he gonna get up?" I with? think that's what it was. Okay, little fan treatment there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, if for people who paid attention that much, which I, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't recognize the bunny in the first movie, right? But I did catch the pancake one. So I was like, "Why are they emphasizing the oh eat your pancakes?" I was yeah. like, "Oh yeah, the pancake." Everyone and you, every one of you youngsters, wants some of my pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> we could have, you know, we could have made a fucking shot based around pancakes. I thought about it and put yeah. syrup in it. Yeah, but... totally. That would have yeah. been good. Yeah, this one was good. The um. Instrumental song tonight, it's prom night all night, can be heard playing at the prom. This was actually written for the movie Prom Night, 1980. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis? No. That's, yeah. Okay. Hello, Mary Lou, prom night too is what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. Mary, yeah. (laughs) That she's not even in? That's such a great, by the way, guys, if you ever want to watch... Like a great so bad it's good sequel to that movie, Prom Night. Prom Night Two. Prom Night Two. That's yeah, is we watched great. it the other night. It was pretty good. We were really into it. We were like, Oh my god, like the whole fucking locker scene where she crushes it and the guy's inside. <laughs> That's fucking great. Um but yeah, they used that song in there, so they thought it'd be kind of apropos. Um John's played by so uh Noah Sagan. Mm-hmm. His two friends, to whom he complained about prom earlier in the movie, and they were like, hey, let's, you know, we're going to watch, you know, that movie, you know. We're mm-hmm. going to watch whatever it was, Wedding Massacre 25, 
And he was like trying to get him to stay home. But they watched the movie and they're on the couch. It's actually Cabin and Fever. Fever. The first oh, one. mm-hmm. Because they hit the deer in it. That's right. It was that scene. Mm-hmm. So, but other than that, that's pretty much it for the trivia I got on there. I thought that that's was fine. There was a lot <laughs> there. I mean, if there's enough that I, you know, I don't really go digging too, too, too deep on it, mm-hmm. um, then, you know. I don't think too many people are proud of this movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, there were some good parts. But that's what I'm just, saying. Like, that's why I feel it like it's above average a little bit yeah. because the gore and, and the dumb jokes. Right. But it all should flow well together. I've seen and worse not... films that are original. Yeah, we know. That are over average. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. That are better than this. Yeah. You know. But still. No. Yeah, we know. What the fuck is that? <laughs> you didn't even catch What kind of shit are you talking shit? Yeah, we know, Alex. We know you've yeah, seen Yeah, you worse. hate everything and everybody- We know. <laughs> everybody hates everything. We can't give anything credit. Anyway, this one, uh, we got some scenes that we're going to talk about. Uh, this one kicks right off where it left off. The guy who crashed into the water, the rider strong guy, he gets up out of the water. He's like- <gasps> <laughs> just decides to climb through the woods to the street and he gets splattered by a bus whose driver is fucking freaked the fuck out. And guess who shows up? The old deputy dipshit. And he's like, oh, man, it's cool. And he's like looking at it. It's very clearly a human being. Oh, it's just a deer. He called it a moose. Oh, it was just a moose. He's like, man, I, I saw I came up and showed I showed up at somebody else's scene and somebody had hit a moose and went into the windshield and killed a man. But I had to take a picture. He's like, so that moose, he's like, that moose's head was sticking right out of the front. And, he's, and the guy laughed and he was like, yeah, man, it's funny. You hit a moose. Yeah, laugh it up, man. Don't even worry about it. There's blood all over the fucking and bus. Guts. Yeah. And then he's on the phone talking to, to his supervisor and, and he's like picking up a watch. He finds a shoe with a foot inside of it on a tree and he doesn't even care. He's just a shitty deputy and it doesn't matter, which is fun. I like that. Like his parts are fun in this movie, even if they're really ridiculous and really didn't need to be in there. It was almost like right. this was the second unit doing all those scenes. Right. Yeah. It really, Cause they needed a tie in. Right. They probably didn't have they enough needed, material. Yeah. They needed a tie into the first movie. Right. Which why. was where we get to see Judah Friedlander where he, uh, at one point the deputy goes and is investigating the water place, the down home water. And he's playing the security guard there. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> Friedlander comes up as fucking the police comes. He's like, hey, uh, he's like, she told me she was 18, man. Like, and I always believe women when they tell me that they're, they're I age. always, I always believe children when they tell me their age. That's Is that what, what he said? That's what he said. <laughs> that did, that made me laugh. That made me laugh. I didn't know he said children. Yeah, I always, I wrote it down too. Yeah. I, always, I thought he said women. She told me she was 18. I believe what children tell me. That's what he said. I thought he said, I believe what women tell me. No, he said children. Hmm. I I wrote it down. I wrote it down, I swear. I wrote it down, too. It says women. She told me she was 18. I I believe what children tell me. This this is what I thought he was doing, is using the, uh, I always believe what women say as a way to get around, you know, get out of trouble, essentially, because he's saying, well, I believe in what women say. I don't call them liars. Oh, I thought it was an meaning no. like the whole like he said children. I know what you're. I know what you mean, and it makes that makes sense, more sense, right? But the, 
No, but the children thing, that's what got me. And it was like, she was, she was eight. She told me she was 18. I believe what people, children tell me. And then, then the fucking deputy's like, nah, man, not that. He's like, I need to get inside, man. And look at your files. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, come on in, man. <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, fuck, man. I don't even know how to read all these files, man. <laughs> Judah's like talking about like. What did he, what was he talking about? Like something else. And then he's like, look, man, he's like, there's people showing up, man. You got to tell him, man, that this water's bad. He's like, you're going to be the hero and you're going to get lots of pussy from this, man. You're going to be the fucking hero, the water thing. And then like, as soon as the guys come in, he's like, listen, water's bad, man. And they just shoot him. They just shoot him. <laughs> Which is so, I mean, Judah Friedlander's funny. character's always been kind of like scummy. Mm-hmm. I think he was in uh, what was that gore movie where the guy comes in and he's like I'm the hero and it says he's the hero and it's uh, it was about these monsters and all these people were held up in a fucking bar and they there was like three sequels to this what feast yes feast oh wow I can't believe I knew yeah, that yeah good call on that that's the one Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I think remember. even Judah Friedlander was in that one too. Mm-hmm. But he's always a scummy fucking character. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes sense. Anyway, you guys got to let us know. Was it woman or children when he, what he said? He said children. You got to let me know. It has I, to be in the quotes of the movie. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Someone to get fucking, you're going to get canceled just for putting it in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway, so the, the whole thing takes place at the high school, obviously. Noah Sagan's character. He's he's like in love with this girl that he's always been in love with. The typical story of the guy loving the girl since they were in elementary school. Never, you know, like nothing new here. It's all the same story. You've already heard it before. Only just add flesh eating bacteria Mm -hmm. and just add Carrie to the mix. Like that's all it is. Literally all it is. Mm -hmm. Although they do have a scene where it did kind of psych me out a little bit. Because it was the fucking the the like cool blonde haired guy mm-hmm. who you think he's trying to pick on the fucking the bigger girl who's in the movie. Mm-hmm. And he's actually just trying to hook up with her so he can fuck her, mm-hmm. which I was like, wow, that's a forward thinking scene, I guess, you know, because typically it's like these old movies that they're following that they're literally ripping these tropes from right. are making fun of those types of people. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it kind of threw me for a loop when they're fucking in the pool and, <laughs> and like, she's falling apart. Oh, he's in. <laughs> and he's like, oh, get the fuck off me. <laughs> Which makes no sense. Just because she lost a tooth, you're going to think it's flesh-eating bacteria? Like, no. Well, no, she's bleeding. They were making out, and her, her, her mouth started bleeding, and her tooth fell out. That's why. Right. And then he feels bad, and he tries to get her out of the pool. <laughs> and she pulls the fucking thing, and he slips and hits his head on the... <laughs> yeah, he didn't even get the virus. He just slid. Yeah. Banged his head on the side of the pool. Which always gets me in a movie. I don't know what it is. Like, when someone's like, falls and hits their With head. The accidents, yeah. And I'm like, oh! <laughs> yeah. I know, you don't want to go that way. <laughs> but it would be kind of fast. I mean, you just snap your neck. It was better than dying by fucking... Uh, Fire. No, flesh-eating bacteria. <laughs> yeah. Also, Noah Sagan's got this uh, kind of stereotypical fucking best friend who's the dorky guy, but the, like, outgoing type that just doesn't care anymore because he realizes he's dorky. And, like, there's a scene in this movie where he goes and he gets kicked out of class for talking up. Oh, and he has to go to the office. And then he's, like, on the way there, there's some girl crying in a fucking, in a, 
like classroom by herself. And he's like, all right, what's up? What's going on? You know, I can't believe he dumped me. And he's like, how dare he? I don't even know who he is, but if he could give up something as beautiful as you are, you know, and then she's like, you want a blowjob? (laughs) <laughs> so she shoves him in the bathroom. And she's got a fucking herpy on her lip, too, yeah. which we find out is actually the disease The disease, right? that she somehow outlived everybody else who got the disease exactly. that quick. Exactly. That's weird. Like, everybody else that got the disease with that day died already. But her, she makes it all the way to the end of the movie. Maybe her, her immunity is, like, way high because, like, she's, like, slut. <laughs> she's, she's slutty. Yeah. She's, like, stripping at a, a place at night and she's not supposed to be working there because she's underage and all the guys keep saying that and they're like oh man she looks underage and then she takes her top off and there's like fucking sores all over her tits and the guy's like oh man she's got sores he's like yeah I'd fucking hit it he's like yeah me too man stupid I'm like oh god and that, like that whole thing because that was towards the end of the movie like towards the end of the movie it started getting really weird like they, they were just like putting scenes in you know what I mean? It is totally like Carrie. The, I, I, if I were to rewatch Carrie again, it's been a little while. I'm trying to think of different scenes that they had in the movie where they were picking on people. They didn't have that element in there at all. So, but they did have them getting locked in the room and everybody dying from like the disease instead right. of fire. Mm-hmm. The same way, kinda. Mm-hmm. Except everybody was puking blood, which was kind of interesting. Right. I don't know. What else do you mean by the weird by the end of the movie? Well, I don't even remember. Did anybody even survive? Um, the girl, Cassie, but she had it on her back. Right. Oh, that's Oh, yeah, that's See that that's what I mean. It was weird because they had the stripper scene and then Cassie got away and then with she the got With the deputy and Yeah, she got picked up by the truck with and the his deputy cousin and his cousin cuz somehow they got past the barricade and like that was it. I was like, "Well, hey." Yeah, it's safe to say that if you liked the deputy a whole lot in the first movie, You'll like this movie to some degree. Even though he's like, he's in the beginning and then he's like the. It's like, like the first movie is like in the middle half jokes, that. half serious. This one's like three fourths jokes, one fourth serious. Right. It's weird. I don't like but, it. But they have some pretty gnarly scenes. Like they saw off fucking Noah's fucking hand. Mm-hmm. They. Oh, yeah, she did. Yeah. Sawed off her his arm with one of those. The lady has a um, miscarriage. The girl that was like, oh, that irritated me. That's the whole. Oh, we're, we're there's a prom, so we better have a pregnant teenager there so we can dump the baby in the trash can. Yeah. Like, like that's how they all go. <laughs> <laughs> and it's only because it actually happened. So since it actually happened, they have to like throw it in there. Yeah, that was pretty funny, though. Like, I mean, she was like, why won't you help me? I just had my baby or whatever. And it was in the trash can. Well, it was like a string of guts all the way to her vagina. Right. She stood up and all this. I'm trying to think of like, was there any other gross scenes like that? Oh, wasn't his dick bleeding? That was the one. That was weird. That was the most disgusting, gross thing. That was gross. They showed it like it's not a real dick, guys. (laughs) But there's a scene where the the best friend, the Alex guy, is like he whips it out. He's like, oh no, man, oh no, and he's like pinching on his dick, and like blood comes out, and then this pus comes out of his dick. And he's like, fuck, man, fuck. And then Noah, the (laughs) character that's John, he's John's, his best friend is like looking at it. He's like, don't fucking look at him, man. (laughs) 
And then did it just start just melting off? I mean, say what you will. The kid was not like a looker, but he played that role. He had nice emo hair. He had yeah, he had the emo cut. He was the bigger dude. Like, I think he could have I, I think he played that typical stereotypical best friend role pretty well. Right. It, this movie is very stereotypical. Very. For a lot of stuff other than the gross out scenes. Right. It just reminds you of every other fucking prom movie. Right. Like horror movie. So maybe maybe it was more prom night than it was, you know. I don't know. I I, I just, uh, I still think there's some redeeming shit in this movie. The like tie-in piece at the B-roll with the deputy and shit kind of got annoying after a little while. Mm-hmm. It felt obligatory and didn't really feel like it, it belonged on there. They definitely wanted to continue on with the story as the guys at the strip club get infected with it. One guy has kisses all over his face, which the girl used the lipstick from the other girl who had the sore in her mouth. And Mm -hmm. then it's like... And they had these word animated. Like, towards the end, they had the whole animated thing where the guys go back to Mexico. and They show the guy getting candy out of the dish. And then, like, yeah. Like, how it could spread, which we know. Okay, we live in COVID country. We know how this shit spreads. They probably did it in cartoon format because they couldn't afford to do it any other way. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like it would be cheaper just to, to shoot it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Then pay somebody to draw it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So that one, it wasn't all that great. And then we watched. We decided to watch in a very tired haze. Cabin Fever Three. Frodo Zero. <laughs> <laughs> aka actually patient zero but sean astin's in the movie or whatever so we thought it was funny like right. one of the oh like, hobbit, yeah, hobbit zero hobbit zero yeah <laughs> 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 when sean astin plays this guy who's like a can't be infected but he's always infected he's the patient zero yeah, he's like immune to the the disease, so now they're trying to use him to right. Like, his blood's infected, right. so he can't leave and he's live his own life. He's getting everybody else infected. His son died in his arms, which they really should have showed. But <laughs> yeah, they didn't. Which they go, oh, he melted my fucking arms. <laughs> he's also barely in this movie because it really he is probably about, costs the most. Yeah, yeah, but he, but this movie really is about a fucking couple getting married and they're going away on a bachelor party to with an their brothers island. yeah it's like fuck, whatever the, dude. the bachelor's brothers who the the they're both douchebags one's a little cooler than the other mm-hmm. they both are like bros and they're like older brother is getting married and like they're worried that he's gonna like outgrow them outgrow them or something like that so they throw this they're gonna have the surprise party bachelor party on like an island with nobody on it and it just so happens that that island with nobody on it is where patient zero is Is where they're containing the disease right and everybody else is getting sick and dying if you get on that island and then there is some pretty good gore in the movie i will say there totally is some good gore but it's but, it's the dialogue that really is terrible. Yeah, and the story was terrible. It really is. Because, Even, again, there was no cabin. There was no fever. <laughs> well, I don't know. You might get Aston fever. <laughs> Watching him be all sexy. Oh, my God. Okay. Rub, his, rub his big old feet. <laughs> big old hairy his feet. His hobbit feet. <laughs> so I already mentioned that scene where the two girls were fighting and their skin was melting off. But when... She started bashing her head in with the big black dildo. I was just like done. I was like, this is so <laughs> yeah, fucking stupid. It's, it's weird too because there's there's comedy in this movie, but it's like 
it's like the stupidest kind of comedy. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Like, like they didn't want to, they wanted, it was almost like it was directed by two people or written by two different people. Like that, that, uh-huh. that traded it back and forth. And they're like, one wanted to go really serious with the movie. And then uh, the other one was like, well, let's just throw a joke in here or two. Right. And I don't know. I still want to get it just because of We have the... to have it. We are completists. Yeah. We got to have the completions of all of it, even though I will not watch that one and the remake. <laughs> I w- I'll tell you what. I like the remake less than the third one. Oh, that says something. But I remember. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the point of watching it kind mm-hmm. of thing? Right. So at least three killed somebody with a fucking giant black dildo and then dude went down on a girl and was like wow you're really wet <laughs> 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 uh, i did i did like also how they caught the disease from snorkeling yeah which was, was really dead, weird there was dead bodies down there dead so fish, the, yeah, too, yeah yeah so they caught it from that so it was, there's so there's scale. a lot of silly stuff in that movie if you want to check it out if you've already seen yeah, it feel free have fun with that yeah what were, where did we see that on what was that on uh Oh, that was on Netflix. Was that a Hulu? It was on Hulu. Oh, it was on Hulu. So if you want to see part three, it's on Hulu. The other two are on um, Peacock. Peacock. Yeah, sorry. So. Next week. Next week. I am out of here, bitches. Yeah, Christina Woo! is getting the fuck out of here. Oh yeah, no more pressure. She's packing her bag. She's going to go get pregnant with some other dude. Don't, uh, don't fuck up the whore shot. <laughs> fucking her. What am I talking Whatever. about? Whatever. Anyway, uh, so Patrick's going to be joining us. We're going to be watching Cthulhu Mansion. Yeah, have fun with that. And Don't Panic, which both are on YouTube, but I think you might be able to find them on Tubi and uh, with advertisements so you can at least see them in good quality. And I always recommend that you support Vinegar Syndrome because those guys really do appreciate movies that, you know, don't get the time or day. Some motherfucker decided to make this movie and Mm. there's this whole story behind it and we got to preserve it. And that's what I like about them. So if you can support them, otherwise you can watch it on YouTube. So Mm -hmm. do both or just support them. (laughs) But yeah, hopefully you guys will be uh, ready to see those movies with us. Uh, Patrick is, if you haven't heard Patrick before, we have some older episodes together that we used to do for about a year. He was on here. Mm -hmm. So he was in the early stages of it. So he's really excited to come back on. We're going to be drinking some of our Sambuca, Sambuca. which is our kind of like our ritual thing. You go easy on that now. Oh, I know. I'm I'm not going to go crazy. Make sure you eat before you I might even eat chocolate, like pot chocolate. Oh, shit. You're going to get high? Yeah, because my fucking tooth hurts. (laughs) Anyway, guys, thanks so much for coming by this week. We hope we did the movies justice and had a few laughs while we did it. Gave you some information. Thanks for coming by, and as always... Long live the boys. I won't be here next week. (laughs) Goodbye! You have been listening to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. Tune in every Monday. 